Hello and welcome back to a Club Belgroid's Welsh Premier Women's League podcast. I'm David Jones and I'm joined as ever by Lewis Sharp. How are you, Lewis? Not too bad, thanks, Dad. We'll be looking back at another interesting weekend of results whilst previewing some big games coming up on Sunday. Stay tuned later in the podcast where we'll be joined by Cascade Ladies' Annie Lewis, who speaks about their journey to the Welsh Premier Women's League and their campaign so far. So let's start off with Cardiff Mets 4-2 victory over Abergavenny with the thoughts of a Club Pelgroid founder, Jordan Jones. Cardiff Metropolitan kept themselves in the title race as they bounced back from their midweek draw with City rivals Cardiff City by beating Abergavenny 4-2 at Kimcoy Campus. It was probably the first half which sealed the victory for the Archers. It was Lucy Finch, Sophie Hancocks and Shannon Evans all scoring in the first half and then substitute Emily Richards scoring in the second Abergavenny were quite competitive in this one and they'd had two opportunities to score from the spot. Firstly, Mally Summers had a penalty save by Annabelle Sweeney, but the linesman deemed that the keeper was off her line. And then making her first start, she saved a penalty again. Abergavenny did pull two goals back as well, perhaps, but it was too late. Lindsay Davis, the number nine, pulling one back in the 70th minute before a stoppage time goal from Amy Williams, who was great throughout the match, pulled one back. It's a little too late for Abergavenny, but a competitive game here at Kinkoy Campus and probably the Archers will need to pick themselves up from that second half performance because concentration levels did dip. It's finished. Cardiff Metropolitan for Abergavenny 2. Thanks for that, Jordan. I've covered quite a lot of Cardiff Met this season. I think the return of Chloe O'Connor into the starting lineup for them uh, gave them a massive boost on the weekend. She's up there with the very best in the league. But as Jordan said, a lot of credit has to go to Abergavenny as well. Uh, who were competitive, uh, pulled two goals back and they showed that they can really compete with the top two um, when they're on their game. So, uh, you know, a credit to the league, that fixture really. But yeah, it was interesting to see how Abergavenny would face up against the league's best because obviously they went on a really good run at the start of the season, but they hadn't quite, um, you know, challenged themselves against the best in the league and I think that was a really good show in terms of the quality of Abergavenny that although you know it, it was they did lose the game but it was only by two goals and as Jordan said they, they did play really well towards the end of the game to grab two back Absolutely along with Cardiff Met uh, there was also a huge win for league leaders Swansea City recording an emphatic 6-0 win over Concord Ladies here are the thoughts of contributor George Rees-Julian it was a really one-sided game at Dundarcy and in the end the 6-0 scoreline reflected that and I think if I was to put a possession stat on it you'd give this, you'd give Swansea a good 80% because they were just able to ping the ball about and to be fair Kincoid, although they were on the receiving end of, of loads of Swansea attacks they were, they were able to hold on quite strong and it took Swansea 44 minutes to actually open the scoring and up to that point they were getting quite frustrated and you could you could tell they needed that goal just before half-time and it did come, Laura Davis heading it in. And you'd have thought after that goal went in with the amount Swansea were attacking, the floodgates would have opened, but Kinkai, to be fair to them, they, they held on again for quite a while. Richardson, she took a shot from just on the edge of the box and I thought it was in, she thought it was in, bounced off the crossbar over the line, ref didn't give it, probably just a few inches in it and she got a goal a couple of minutes later and then, again, you thought... They were going to get three or four up and Kincaid held on. But towards the last 10 minutes of the game, Swansea scored four and in the end they won 6-0. And if watching the game, you would have thought they'd have won 6-0. But Kincaid defended really well as a team and they probably would have been quite frustrated with the 6-0 score and in the end with how they defended, especially in that first half. 
George. Um, so yeah, Swansea City have been unbelievable this season. You know, they've only conceded one goal in the uh, in the campaign so far in the league. They've really played well. You know, they're winning five, six, four nil every week, and it seems that it doesn't matter who they come up against. They you know they put them aside really, to be honest. And you know, from fans point of view it's not amazing for you know one team to be running away with the league which obviously that that's just a selfish thing for me personally but I it is really good to see you know a team really dominating in that way um you know they score so many goals every week and it really is a credit to Swansea who have come a long way absolutely they've been brilliant this season but as for Concord um you know I said last week they're they're a tough team to break down. Uh, they have a togetherness about an organisation under their new manager, Charlie Mitchell. And um, that proved to be the case. You know, like George said, uh, it took 44 minutes to break them down. And I think when you're playing a side with the quality of Swansea, um, you know, brilliant players all over the pitch. And they've all been fantastic this season. They can really hurt you in the second half when legs start to tire. And uh, I think that was the case, you know, four goals in the last 10 minutes. And that's what Swansea can really do to teams. There was also a win for Port Talbot Town, whose second half performance secured a 3-1 victory at Aberystwyth Town. Dav, you wrapped that game. What were your thoughts? Well, first half, you could really see uh, that Amber have had a bit of a resurgence since the restart. Um, they were really competitive. Uh, created quite a few chances and I was really impressed with their left winger Eloise Jenkins uh, who showed a willingness to run in behind or that you know at every opportunity um, they did manage to take the lead early in the second half uh, Tanya Wild uh, she beat Victoria Beddows to the ball and squared it to striker Libby Isaac who scored into an empty net um, so it was a good performance from Albert Rustwith um, until they uh, went 1-0 up uh, but Pod Talbot responded absolutely brilliantly you know uh, Lauren Amor um, turned the ball home for the equaliser and just a few minutes later Rachel Ball uh, tenacious midfielder she was really impressive throughout the game uh, she headed them into the lead and as Abba tried to get back into the game uh, they threw bodies forward uh, made a few attacking changes uh, but that allowed Pod Talbot to, to counter-attack and Courtney Thomas added a third later on she's impressed for Pod Talbot this season as well so uh, it was a really positive response from Pod Talbot to, to fall in one goal behind and uh, they claimed a 3-1 win I've watched a bit of Port Talbot this season as well. You know, some of the names that you listed there, you know, Lauren Amor, uh, Courtney Thomas, I've been impressed with as well. But there's one in particular I think I talked about a few weeks ago um, after their victory over Cascade was uh, Maisie Miller. She, I think she played left wing on that day. She was really good. You know, her quick feet allowed her to cut in quite often and she was getting shots off and really testing the goalkeeper. Absolutely. She was really impressive in the win against Aberystwyth with as well a solid performance from her. And finally, for last weekend's results, um, Cardiff City po- continued their positive week with a 2-0 victory over Cascade. Uh, another goal for Phoebe Poole-Lewis. She's been really impressive this season. Well, yeah, I feel as though you know we run to rave about her quite often. She really is Cardiff City's best player, in my opinion. Um, you know, their leading scorer... Um, I think for somebody her age as well, she takes responsibility. You know, she asks for the ball in behind quite often. She comes short for the ball. She scored an amazing goal against Cardiff Met last week that we talked about on the podcast. She really is growing into a fantastic footballer, and you know, I, I don't think we can speak highly enough about her because she she's got everything. You know, she's you know the close control. Her touch is really good. She scores goals. She's the talisman of the team, and for somebody you know as, as young as she is to come into the women's game and you know take it alight in the way that she has she really has impressed this season 
I completely agree. You know, um, and what what's impressed me most about her this season, and it's that word that you alluded to, responsibility. Um, you know, she's one of the youngest, if not the youngest, in the Cardiff team, uh, full of talented players, of course. But uh, she's, you know, she always wants the ball, and uh, she's the one contributing with the goals, and she's been really impressive this season. And uh, I think it will continue. To be fair, we're delighted to be joined um, on the podcast this week by Cascades Annie Lewis, uh, who I caught up with about the club's journey to the Welsh Premier Women's League and their campaign so far. First of all, thank you for speaking. Just really appreciate your time. No worries at all. Thanks for having us on. That's all right, no problem. Um, first of all, you've been at Cascade for quite a number of years. Um, could you just give us an insight into the Cascade story and the club's journey to the Welsh Premier Women's League? Yeah, so um, I've been at Cascade now for 19 years since I was 11. Um, basically, it's a really small village club. Um, always had quite a strong boys setup. I played for the boys team when I was younger and when you get to a certain age and you can't continue playing, they were just sort of like, we don't want to lose you at the club. So I was quite lucky. Our coaches were quite supportive. So they did a lot of recruitment for um, the girls team, but we only ever had one and, and it sort of carried through to where we are at women's now. Um, but it's been a tough, you know, it's been a tough few years. We've had, you know, some really good seasons, some really poor seasons, but we've got a good sort of group of core players who've been there probably... 10 years a lot of them who had the same ambition of they'd always like to play you know at least one season in the Welsh Premier Cascade and, and try and make a name for themselves so I think last year obviously the season didn't finish how anyone wanted with um, with COVID-19 but the girls put themselves in in the right place being top of the league unbeaten um, and yeah we were lucky enough then to pass our licensing and, and be able to get a position in the Welsh Premier League and despite the curtailment of the league last season, you alluded to it there, how much did it mean to sort of find out that you were going to be promoted? Yeah, it was it was a brilliant feeling, you know. The the only thing we all say, and I think for all teams, it was just it was disappointing we couldn't celebrate together. But I think, you know, a lot of us being at the club were probably quite a lot of lows when there were some seasons we were playing games with nine players and, and just trying to complete the season. So probably the last five or six years we really sort of established ourselves as a team that's difficult to beat and, and can play at the higher level so it was brilliant and you know all credit to the club that it's, it's completely volunteer run and the local community they've been you know outstanding with us in terms of sponsorship and different people coming on board in terms of different roles like fitness and analysis and things all you know on a voluntary base just to make sure that we can try and attain that level. And for you personally as well, I understand you had an operation at the start of the season. Could you just give us an insight into your sort of road to recovery and um, your ambitions to get back on the pitch? Yes, yeah, so I had an operation um, halfway through sort of last season in the December. Um, so selfishly, the COVID-19 break was good for me because it meant that I could recover and get back to that first, first Welsh Prem game. Um but yeah, it was tough, you know, it was sort of a, you've got a 9 to 18 months recovery and luckily I was at the, the lower end and, and everything went well. Um, we also had a testing Katie Davis out with uh, ACL recovery, but she's finished now. So I think we were both quite grateful, even though what was happening it isn't, isn't very good. We were quite grateful in terms of there wasn't football and there was a little bit of a delay in terms of getting back to it so we could get our fitness back and, and get back playing as soon as possible. 
You spoke there about yours and Katie's injuries. Did you feel like the, uh, your role at the club kind of changed a bit, offering support and guidance to the players from the sidelines, perhaps with your injuries? Yeah, definitely. So we both had our operations within a week of one another in December 2019. So we were playing then the sort of the second half of the season in what was the Welsh Women's League. Um, so the girls went back to, to football in, in January and February. And we were just trying to concentrate from being on the sidelines so as much support as we can. So the important it was to get those wins um, and to try and stay unbeaten. Obviously, the COVID-19 pandemic was coming in and we knew that it might be a case of the league would be postponed. So I think for us, we were just trying to instill into the girls that, you know, it doesn't matter that we wasn't playing. We were still there. We were still supporting and really giving them that confidence that they were good enough to go out there and get those results. And they proved that on the field. You know, they did everyone proud. And you've now reached the Welsh Premier Women's League, of course. Uh, what have you made to Cascade season so far? Um, to be honest, you know, we, we knew it was going to be tough the first year in the Prem. And, you know, you've got such good quality established teams. Um I think we've made a good account of ourselves in a lot of the games. You know, we, we took three points off our wrist with the way, which, which is always tough. Um, they play really good football up on their ground. And then we played the uh, Welsh Prem Women's League Cup and we beat Arvig away, which was a huge result for us. And, you know, the girls were unbelievable that day from Holly and goals right the way through the team. They were just outstanding. And I think at that point, they gave us that sort of confidence booster. You know, if you believe in yourselves and you go out there, you can do it, you can get the points. And, you know, Craig's been brilliant in Abergavenny. He's really developed the side, I think, over the last year. They played some great football. Um, our return, probably, over the last couple of weeks has been difficult. We've been missing uh, six of our first-team squads. So we've had a little bit of a difficult reason. But we're hoping now we, we've got a break this weekend. Um, and then we're back on the 11th. So we're hoping so we can just kick both off and really try and get some more points on the board and show that you know we're not a team that has come up just to take points from. We're a team that wants to be up there competing and, and take points from other teams, which I really believe that we can do. Despite sitting at the foot of the table, you alluded to it a bit there, that Cascade have proved to be quite tough opponents for many this season. Uh, you've shown a lot of togetherness. Is that something that gives you encouragement for the for the next few weeks? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I mentioned, you know, it's not an excuse that we had a few players missing. But, you know, in that time, we had um, two of our 15-year-olds, Charlie and Amelia, made their full debuts last week. And I think that's a real credit to them. They went out there, you know, they didn't look out to place. They were, they were asked to play their first 90 minutes, which they wasn't expecting at all this season. And, and they went out there, they gave 100%. And I think, you know, it helps a lot that they've got the senior players back in them. Um, but I think as a squad, we, you know, we know fixtures are going to be tough. There's some fantastic footballing teams in this division. But I think we know that if we all stick together and, like you said, we believe in ourselves and we believe in the football that we can play, you know, we can take those points. And, you know, the aim for us is we, we're not going to finish bottom of our Welsh Premier League, you know, and that's something that we've really driven into the girls over the last few weeks. So, yeah, I'm hoping that we can, um, we can start picking up some points over the next few now. You said that you've missed quite a few players with injuries this season. You won't be playing this weekend. Does that sort of give you and the squad a welcome break or is it a bit of a frustration that you can't get on the pitch? Yeah, I think it's definitely a welcome break. We've got a few that are just coming back from little niggles, so I think that extra week gives them enough time to sort of 
rest, recover and get back into training just to see how they're feeling. Um, we had a few return to training last night and, and they were feeling good. So it opens us up and it gives us bigger options in terms of the squads. You've got quite a few young players coming through at the club as well, being given opportunities this season. How important has it been to give them minutes and especially in the Welsh Premier Welsh Prem Women's League where they'll get more exposure as well? Yeah, it's been great, you know. Um we were we've been actively recruiting for our under nineteen, so the girls have been coming in and they've been training with the senior setup just so they can understand the jump and the physicality and the differences. And, you know, like I said, Charlie and Amelia this weekend, I thought were brilliant. They ran their socks off for 90 minutes. And I just think it's good for them to sort of get thrown in in the deep end sometimes and just get a feel for how the Welsh Prem will be because that's something that, you know, they aspire to be playing first-team football um, over the next few seasons and, and I can't see any reason why they wouldn't. You've also got experienced players in the in the side as well. How key are they in offering guidance and advice to those players? You know, not just... Uh, experience on the pitch but uh, you know knowing what playing for Cascade means to you as well yeah I think you know we try to instill in all the girls that um, there's a philosophy that you know Cascade is a community club and is volunteer run um, and we're a very tight-knit group you know we look after each other on um, off the field and I think that's been really important this year um, through Cascade but I think you know through all the Welsh Premier Women League's clubs you know we had some negative comments through social media which which never should be happening at this day and age um which was frustrating for a lot of us but you know it was important for us to talk to those youngsters and sort of say you know anything that goes on social media you ignore it you were playing at the highest level and that's all that matters and i think there's been a real togetherness with the clubs throughout the league in terms of that and it's really nice to see absolutely and finally from me there's still plenty of football to be played this season of course but how are the spirits inside the the, uh, the Cascade camp? Are you all confident that you can climb that table in the weeks to come? Yeah, definitely. You know, like I said, it's been a tough restart. Um, and we've got a tough game back on the 11th against Cardiff Met. You know, we've played them in the cup and the league and, and they're a great team. So there's no illusions that we've got to go into that and, and every single player on our field has got to be 100% switched on. But I think, you know, we've got to go into the same attitude we've been to every game, you know. We go into the games looking at can we take a point, can we take three points. Um, we work hard, but yeah, you know, I'm pretty confident in the girls that we've got and the girls that are coming back from injury that, you know, once we've gone on false and eleven out and we've got a strong bench with youngsters, um, I I see no reason why we can't climb that table and take uh, points in the next few weeks. It's been brilliant to hear from you, Annie. Thanks so much for for joining us, joining us on the podcast. So let's move on to this weekend's fixtures, starting with Cardiff Met hosting Aberystwyth Town. Dav, how do you see this one going? The Cardiff Met, of course, they're a very strong side. They've been brilliant this season, so it's going to be a really tough test for Aberystwyth, um, especially with the likes of Chloe O'Connor returning. She's you know playmaker for the Archers, a really impressive player. Uh, but from what I saw last week, uh, Aberystwyth, they're going to be tough to break down. Uh, they'll show togetherness, uh, organisation. So... Uh, it's going to be a tough game, but uh, I think it'll be a really difficult ask for Aberystwyth to get anything from the fixture. Um, but that being said, you know, um, Aberystwyth showed they are capable of an upset in that 1-0 victory over Abergavenny, where they defended so well. Um, but they'll need an unbelievable performance to get anything out of the game this weekend. 
And speaking of Abergavenny, um, they host Swansea City this weekend. That's going to be a really good game, I think. Um, obviously, Abergavenny gave Cardiff Met a really good game last week. And it'll be interesting to see if they can you know, continue the, the run of form that they were on at the start of the season, maybe realign that really with a, a result against Swansea City. Obviously, we, we've seen that Swansea City has put away every team they've faced so far this season. And it will be a case of, you know, I'd like to think anyway, it'll be the case that somebody sometime this season will, you know, either beat them or get a draw. And why can't it be Abergavenny? Because Abergavenny are a really, really good side. Obviously, they they really did pose a, a tough threat for Cardiff Met last week. It'd be, you know, it would be amazing for the the competitiveness of the league if Swansea were to drop points at some point in the season. Obviously, they've played really, really well this season and they've arguably not deserved to drop points because they've obviously been defeating teams by quite a lot of goals. But just from a selfish point of view for the, the competitiveness of the league, it would be interesting to see if Abergavenny could take points off Swansea this weekend. Absolutely, you know, um, I completely agree that Abergavenny, you know, they posed a challenge to Cardiff Met uh, last week and it'll be interesting to see if they can do the same against Swansea. Um, but I think Swansea have been, you know, formidable this season. They they don't concede goals and that gives you a platform, um, first and foremost, to win the game. When you don't concede goals and you score as many as Swansea do, uh, you don't give your opposition much chance in the game. Another big game uh, this Sunday is Cardiff City against Concoid. Uh, I feel that both sides are going to be quite well matched. In this game, it's going to be a competitive contest, and like I said about Concoid, you know, under their new manager Charlie Mitchell, they they're organised, uh, they have togetherness, and they're going to be resolute defensively. Uh, so they're going to be tough to break down. Uh, but Cardiff City, they have you know flair attacking players in their team, so I think it's going to take uh, a few moments of magic from either side uh, to win this one. Whether that be from Phoebe Poole, who we talked about, uh, Jasmine Simpson has impressed this season as well. Um, but for Concoid, they have players like Millie Jones or Alison Witts, if she's fit to return, who can pose a threat. So it'll be interesting to see uh, who takes the three points in this one, uh, because I feel that it's going to be quite a tight game. No, definitely. That does sound like a really end-to-end game as well. Um, and finally, Port Talbot Town hosts Britain, uh, Britain very San Salwell this weekend as well. I think last time they played, it was 1-0 to Port Talbot Town. That'll be a really good game. So I feel like the two sides are probably evenly matched in terms of both have attacking threats, both defend really well as well. So I do feel like that's going to be a really interesting game to see what will happen this weekend. Absolutely. And that's a wrap-up for our third episode of A Club Pearl Drives Welsh Premier Women's League podcast. Good luck to all teams in action this weekend and thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm.